Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How about we sing the psalm today? I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob, and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. 
the skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's say our memory verse for this week. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John eleven twenty five through 26. We say the Catechism for this week. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5.22 This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right, and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. Our first reading is from Zephaniah chapter 3. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion, let not your hearts be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. For the Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I will gather those who sorrow over the appointed assembly, who are among you, to whom its reproach is a burden. Behold, at that time I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who are driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where where they were put to shame. At that time I will bring you back. Even at that time I will gather you, for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I return your captives before your eyes, says the Lord. I love that in uh, verses 16 and 17. Um, This may be something we don't think about. There's There's an example uh, as the disciples and Jesus leave the upper room on the night he was betrayed, it says that they went um, to the Mount of Olives singing a hymn. 
And here we have actually the Lord God singing a song of joy and gladness um, over saving us. Right? So we think of even God singing. And, and uh, actually, C.S. Lewis um, has this in uh, the Narnia series where at creation, that the, the word that is sung into creation uh, that brings all things into being out of nothing is actually a song, a song. And actually, uh, Tolkien did the same um, in the Silmarillion, I believe. All right, reading from John chapter 10. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hiring hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Therefore there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings, and many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? There ends our reading. I hope you've been with us um, this week, uh, now being Thursday, correct? Um, each day this week, we've been leading up to this reading. So um, we've been laying the groundwork so that uh, as we came to this, we would better understand our gospel text from this past Sunday, or if you're a three-year lectionary folk, uh, for this coming Sunday. What is the saying of Jesus that's given here in verse 7? I am the door of the sheep. Remember yesterday we heard about the doorkeepers who open the door and the sheep follow the shepherd as they hear his voice. And the door um, that keeps them safe within the uh, holy ark of the church is Jesus himself as well. What name from the Old Testament does Jesus use in this verse? It's maybe not clear uh, so much in the English, Remember, this is in John's Gospel. It's a common phrase in John. He takes the divine name, the name that, um, that God himself gave to Moses. When Moses asked, who shall I say sent me? And um, God says, say, I am sent you. I am. Um, that is ego I me in Greek, um, and it's the divine name in, in Hebrew. Sometimes um, Christians will uh, pronounce it as Yahweh, right? 
uh, or do the replacement Adonai. So I am, that's Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. What does Jesus call those who came um, before him offering another way other than that door that is himself? He calls them, again, like we heard yesterday, thieves and robbers. But what does Jesus, once again, as yesterday, assure us about the sheep? There in verse 8, the sheep did not hear them. The sheep do not hear them. That is what um, it means to be a sheep, is to hear the voice of your shepherd, right? What does Jesus say about those who enter by the door? I am the door, he says. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And what will they find? Pasture. Pasture. Now, what should that remind us of? <laughs> this one's probably obvious. That's right, Psalm 23. He leadeth me beside still waters and uh, leads me to green pastures. What is the thief's goal? Notice here it's a singular thief. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And why does Jesus come? That you may have life and to have it more abundantly. To give abundant life to the sheep. Right. Now, uh, what name does Jesus give himself in verse 11? The shepherd, the good one, right? Um, by the way, that's how you would literally translate it in the Greek, uh, which sets you up then for the shepherds, the bad ones, <laughs> if you like. Uh, name some other shepherds from the Old Testament. I know my third and fourth grade students can do this because we spent quite a bit of time on this. Moses, David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, and you can keep going, but just to name a few. According to verse 11, how is the shepherd known? Or how can we know who is the good shepherd? He lays down his life for the sheep. And go back uh, to Sunday's sermon, if you like, um, that I preached, where uh, that's how you can tell what kind of shepherd you have, <laughs> is what does he do for you? And here it's lay down his life for his sheep. Ultimately, that is the work of our shepherd, by which he's known. What wolf attacks the sheep? Yesterday we heard from Ezekiel 34 um, about those who devour the sheep and clothe themselves in the wool and dine on the fat. Who are these wolves that devour the sheep? And scatter them, these hirelings. These are false preachers, right, that attack the sheep. Is the pastor a hired hand? <laughs> no, hirelings do not care about the sheep. They flee when the wolf comes to devour them. Why does the hired hand uh, run away? Because he's not the shepherd, he does not own the sheep. Uh, it's appropriate to call uh, your pastor a shepherd. He's not the good shepherd, you know, with the article the. Uh, I like the term under shepherd, um, but I think maybe just to be a little bit more uh, humble, and we'll just call ourselves pastors the, the sheepdogs. <laughs> the Lord says go, and the sheepdog goes, right, and gathers the sheep. 
Uh, what promise does Jesus make to you in verse 14? I am known by my sheep, and my sheep know me. Right? Verse 15, what truth does Jesus teach us? Jesus lays down his life for us, right? He already said that that was the case, and now he says it again. How can we be certain that we are known by him, that he lays down his life for us? Who are the other sheep that he is going to gather here? Remember, he's talking to the Jews, so best guess. That's right, the Gentiles, the rest of the world. What is another name for the flock gathered around Jesus? The church, that's right. And how is the church defined then? How is his fold defined? By all those who hear the voice of their good shepherd and follow him. Even in, uh, Luther says, even an eight-year-old knows where the church is, where it's dear lambs hearing the voice of their shepherd. Even an eight-year-old, I would probably go even a little bit younger. (laughs) Uh, How do we know that voice today? Those of you who have been uh, joining us with our Wednesday evening Bible class might think of what Paul says, say in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For Jews request a sign, Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, that is, the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. To the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, so those of this flock and those who are not yet of this flock, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. All right? Or maybe think of also um, Galatians chapter 6. Let me get there. Uh, Yeah. Verse 14, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the shepherd lay down in his life for his sheep by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. All right. Where do we find the voice of the good shepherd then? We find it where the word of God, think Augsburg Confession, Uh, where the word of God is taught in its truth and purity and the sacraments are administered according to the word of Christ. That is where the voice of Christ is speaking, the voice given in the scriptures. Why does the father love his son? Which we see in verse 17. Because he lays down his life that he may take it up again. This is the father's will. The will of Jesus and the father are one. Who controls the life of Jesus then? Jesus willingly lays down his life, but he does so according to the will of the Father. Again, they have the same will. What happened among the Jews then at these words? There's a division among them. That's right. These words divided them. And what were they debating? (laughs) Whether Jesus has a demon um, or not. This is the voice of a madman. And that's, uh, that reminds me of St. Paul. He even says so. You know, here I speak as a madman when he's talking about uh, the visions that the Lord had given him of uh, um, the, the three heavens and whatnot. <laughs> Jesus is the shepherd foreshadowed by Abel, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and David. I forgot Abel before. He is the shepherd who is without sin, yet suffers the punishment of death under the law for our salvation. 
He lays down his life on behalf of the sheep who love to wander, though he might have no doubt that he is our shepherd. Jesus called the lost or Jesus called to the lost sheep of the house of Israel through his preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. The sheep heard his voice and knew he was the promised good shepherd. We are the sheep outside the, that fold, the people of the nations who have heard the shepherd's voice in the preaching and of the crucified Jesus. Faith comes through the hearing of the message preached about the crucified Christ. The sheep cling to that preaching and to the shepherd's voice in baptism, absolution, and the Lord's Supper. They know the Lord's voice which proclaims the good news that the shepherd has laid down his life for the sinful sheep and freely offers that forgiveness in the word and sacraments. I think also maybe of Paul, and as he says, um, as often as we eat this cup, or eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That is, that he laid down his life for his sheep. Our hymn for this week is, If Christ Had Not Been Raised from Death, I'm going to read it today. If Christ had not been raised from death, our faith would be in vain, our preaching but a waste of breath. Our sin and guilt remain. But now the Lord is risen indeed. He rules in earth and heaven. His gospel meets a world of need. In Christ we are forgiven. If Christ still lay within the tomb, then death would be the end. But we should face our final doom with neither guide nor friend. But now the Savior is raised up, so when a Christian dies, we mourn. Yet look to God in hope in Christ. The saints arise. If Christ had not been truly raised, his church would live a lie. His name should never more be praised. His words deserve to die. But now our great Redeemer lives. Through him we are restored. His word endures. His church revives. In Christ, our risen Lord. We confess our common Christian faith by the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray the collect for this week. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for our medical and political leaders. God of all might and wisdom, give to all political, civil, and medical authorities the gifts of prudence, clarity, moderation, and a spirit of cooperation, that every word and action they take may be judicious and effective for the benefit of their people. Preserve their bodies and minds. Give them due humility in their offices. Make them honorable in their work, that with joy we may honor them in ours for the sake of conscience 
and the good of our neighbor, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for our pastors. Lord of the harvest, protect and sustain the under-shepherds you have sent into your fields. Keep them healthy in body and mind. Against the accusations of Satan, convince them by your Holy Spirit that their every sin and failing is forgiven for Christ's sake. Give them confidence and prudence and delight in their holy office, that they may be bold to bring the full arsenal of your word to bear in every situation. Give patience and understanding to your saints in their care, and strengthen them in love and encouragement, that they may be strong in support for their pastors who serve them. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray for our congregations, the holy sheepfold of the Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, you have gathered us together around the word of your Son and the blessed sacraments he has given. Have mercy on every Christian congregation, now stressed by illness and precaution. In chaos and change, give us peace which this world cannot give. Preserve us from sickness and fear. Refresh our generosity and love for one another. While caution and circumstance divide us from each other, Help us to find consolation in the communion of saints in which we are never divided from Christ our head, nor from his body, the church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the church and her pastors, as we've done, but also for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, and for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the many scholars from China, Turkey, Vietnam, Taiwan, Korea, and other countries who have heard the gospel at the International Friendship Circle in Bloomington, Indiana. May the word of the Lord abide in their hearts and strengthen their life and faith continuously. Be with all those who have joined us also in our congregation of prayer who are challenged at this time. Grant them strength and confidence through this teaching of your word. Be with all those who are sick. Grant them healing according to your will, including Cassie, Dick, Michael, Brian, Carol, Dale, and Mike, Sarah, Marcella, Jan, and Brad, Janet, Carol, Chris, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Aaron. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray the prayer our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me, or that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.